0: KXPN Sports Presentation KXPN Sports presents high school basketball
1: Right wing, good bounce pass underneath the Bergstrom He'll lay it up and in, Tyler Danberg with an outstanding assist
0: Tonight, the Fort Kearney Conference Boys Tournament continues in Loomis with a pair of quarterfinals. High School Basketball on ESPN Tri-Cities is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club.
1: Buffalo's get it up to Gutsweiler against the man-to-man. There's the back cut, but they mishandle the basketball and turn it over. Ball fake three. Here comes Johnson for the lead. Got it! 54-53 Loomis.
0: In the opening game tonight, Axtell will look for revenge from earlier this year against Elm Creek. And in the nightcap, second-seeded Loomis looks to remain unbeaten and punch their ticket to the semifinal against SEM. It's the quarterfinals of the Fort Kearney Conference Tournament coming up next. But first, it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll take you live to Loomis with ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcutter right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids.
1: Good afternoon, everyone,
2: and welcome here to Loomis with for the Fort Carney Conference basketball tournament, quarterfinals tonight, and a couple of pretty good matchups here. The best seed in this building today will be the number two seed, undefeated Loomis. They'll be taking on an upstart team from Sumner Eddieville Miller, who is looking to pull off the upset. And in our first game of the night, a couple of twelve and five teams. That's good enough for the number three seed here for Elm Creek, the number six seed for Axtell. Axtell nearly pulling off the upset against undefeated Loomis, a game you heard here on Plant River Radio last weekend, and they're hoping to kind of build on that momentum. And again, at 12-5, and they're a team that has been pretty consistent, but... They have had some nights where they have not performed well offensively, and other nights they, they have looked absolutely lights out. And you really can say the same thing for Elm Creek here as well. So this is really going to be one of those matchups here in our first game. Whoever shows up, whoever wants it the most, they're going to all have enough firepower, enough players that when it comes down to crunch time, they can get that bucket when you need it. So it could be a great matchup, or matchup here today to start our first Game in the Fort Carney Conference on the boys' side as Elm Creek travels here to Loomis to take on Axtell, the play on the neutral floor, and it should be a great matchup here. And glad you join us here on ESPN Radio. This is the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogameyer Hybrid Seed Dealer near you we're going to step away for a moment and we'll come back and kind of set the stage tell you what's happened so far in the girls tournament what's coming up here tonight on the boys side we'll do that when we continue with more of our pregame show right after this
4: At First Tier Bank, our roots go back to 1955. Our vision has always been to help our communities live better with great banking. First Tier Bank takes pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking, savings, loans, and online banking with bill pay. First Tier Bank measures its success by continued growth of our clients and communities. We are proud to support our high school athletes.
2: And welcome back here to Loomis. Uh, let's uh, set the stage for you, what's going on here in the Fort County Conference Tournament. Of course, we're here in Loomis. Our matchup will be number, the three-seed, Elm Creek, taking on the six-seed, Axdell. After that, we'll have uh, the two-seed, Loomis, playing host to Sumner Eddieville-Muller. SEM advanced with a 52-32 win over Wilcox-Hildreth in the playoff game in Eustace. That was on Saturday. Also on Saturday, it was Highline uh, eliminating uh, Overton, so the eight seed moves on. They'll be taking on Pleasanton in the nightcap tonight out on Power 99. And the pregame going on right now on Power 99, the four seed Amherst taking on fifth-seeded Ansley Litchfield, as we mentioned, that game over on Power 99. On Thursday, all the action will switch over to... Uh, Right here on ESPN Radio, as we'll have the semifinal games coming up Thursday on the girls' side of the bracket. That is where uh, Pleasanton will be taking on Overton in our first game of the night at 6 o'clock. Both of them picked up comfortable wins last night in Pleasanton. And then uh, our nightcap will be Elm Creek taking on Loomis. Elm Creek with a 47-26 win over Amherst. And Loomis needed, uh, they were pushed a little bit by Wilcox Hildreth but they advance as well, 46-41. to So the top four seeds on the girls' side have advanced into the semifinals. So we'll see what happens here on the boys' side as we get things going on underway. Currently on the boys' side, in the two play-in games, the better-seeded team did advance. We'll see whether or not that still holds service uh, throughout the course of the tournament. It usually does not. There's usually an upset in there along the way somewhere. Obviously, your better-seeded team's doing everything they can to make sure that that is not the case. But usually along the way, we do have some pretty good matchups. It's a pretty balanced field, really, in the Fort County Conference Tournament. Uh, Axdell is kind of one of those dark horses. I think you can kind of say that uh, Elm Creek would be a bit of a dark horse as well. I think most people think it will come down to Loomis and Pleasanton. But, again... Uh, there's a couple of teams getting uh, set to uh, tip off here our first game of the night who would uh, beg to differ on that, who feel like they have a legitimate chance of making it into the finals and coming away with the Nets from the Bureau of Benz Center. But don't forget, on uh, Friday, that's when the boys, they'll have their semifinals. Again, it'll be on ESPN Radio. And then Saturday, we'll have all four games for you, the two consolation games starting with the girls' consolation game at 2, and then we'll have the championship games for you as well. Right here on ESPN Radio. So that's what's going on here in the Fort County Conference Tournament. What's happened here so far? We'll step away for a moment. Give you the starters for Axtell and Elm Creek. We'll do that when we continue with more of our pregame show. Brought to you by Pokemon Hybrids. We'll be back right after this.
6: Farming is a way of life here, and today's farmer has a feel for the land, a knowing touch that shows on the riches of the harvest, and the farmers know CHS Agronomy Department is who they can trust and count on. When you do business with CHS, you're connected to agronomic expertise. It's getting time to prepay your agronomic inputs and contract fuel. Contact CHS today. CHS, people and resources you can count on always, and always here at chsholdridge.com.
2: Let's give you our starting lineups, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney We'll begin, first of all, for the uh, visitors. Axel being the number six seed, they will be the visitors on the scoreboard, and their starters will go like this. Tyler Danberg is a 6'3", senior, who averages five, 15.4 points, 9.7 rebounds a game. Zach Heinrichs, 5'10", senior, averages 14.2 points and 3.6 rebounds. Jacob Weir, a 6'1 senior, averages 6.4 points and 5 rebounds a game. Brennan Runge, 6' tall sophomore, averages 15.6 points and 3.1 rebounds. Calvin Johnson is a 5'11 sophomore who averages 6.2 points and 5.9 rebounds here for head coach Brent Heinrichs, and now for Elm Creek, they also come in with a uh, record of 12 and 5 on the year, and uh, they do find themselves in the ratings where they are number 10 in Class D1. Their starters go like this: Gage Claybaugh, a 6'1" senior who averages 12.2 points and 4.8 rebounds; Troy Brummels is a 6'1" junior who averages 10.9 points, 4.7 rebounds. Trey Miner is a 6'1 junior who averages 17.4 points and 4.8 rebounds. Karsten McCarter, 5'10 senior, averages 10.8 points and 2.6 rebounds. Brandon Newfer will make the start. He's a 5'11 junior. He's averaging 3.2 points and 1.8 rebounds per game here for head coach Tyler Cavaney. And Lane Gutzwiller. Uh, rolled his ankle, not making the start tonight. Don't know if we'll even see him at all, but uh, Gutswiller with that sore ankle, really the only injured player here for either squad. Our injury report is also brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with a location near you. We'll step away for a moment, and we'll continue with more of our pregame show coming up right after this.
7: Community people. Everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know, especially banking. When you apply for a loan, it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to. Bank with us. Mendon Exchange Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Community people you know.
2: And welcome back here to the Boys Porter Carney Conference Basketball Tournament, the 67th annual FKC Tournament. My, you put that in terms, that has been going on for a long time. Obviously, a couple of traditional rivals here with uh, Axtell taking on Elm Creek. And uh, that that rivalry was renewed earlier this year, back in January. These two teams got together in Axtell, where Elm Creek did uh, win that one by a score of 63 56, So that's one reason why they're the three seed and Axdell is the six seed. That could very easily be the other way around as both of these two teams come in with a record of 12 and five. So, again, uh, in Axdell, Elm Creek with a seven-point win here about three weeks ago or so. We're going to step away for a moment. We'll be back and tip this one off right after this.
8: Welcome to Freddy's. What can we get started for you?
0: I haven't had a carb in three weeks, and if I have one more sip of a kale smoothie... I need a Freddy's Original, double with cheese, fries, and a turtle sundae.
5: Please. We understand. If you're going to be bad, it better be good. And no one satisfies your cravings better than Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. The experience that puts a smile on your face and the taste that brings you back.
1: Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, 1010 3rd Avenue, Carney.
3: Value Meals at Amigos King's Classic just got better. Now there's five meals with five items for only $5 each. The newest meal brings back the popular Taco Rito, and it's paired with a mini crisp chicken burrito. And just like the other five for $5 meals, you'll get fries, chips and cheese sauce, and a drink. That's a lot of food for five bucks. For faves you crave, choose Amigos Bigger and Better $5 Value Meals. High five, Amigos! Amigos!
1: And
2: welcome back here to Loomis. Wolves not in action just yet. They had a late afternoon date with uh, Sumner-Eddyville-Miller. Late evening date with SCM. Our first game of the night here in the Fort Carney Conference tournament. The three seed, Elm Creek taking on the number six seed, Axtell. Axtell has just been announced. They, of course, will be in their road purple uniforms with the uh, white numbers, says Axtell across the front, and a uh, little bit of black trim on there. And Elm Creek will be in their home white uniforms, the gold numbers, and uh, the uh, blue lettering with a little bit of black trim on there as well. Both jerseys easy to read, so if I miss a number, that is completely on me. I am not going to blame any wardrobe malfunctions on that so again a great double header here tonight elm creek and axtel to get things started and then loomis will be a favorite against sem of course coach darby line will try to change that for the mustangs as uh, again you, you got to play them and we're all set and ready to go as elm creek go, uh, heading out there is troy bromos to do the jumping he'll go against tyler danberg and we're all set and ready to get this one underway and that will wrap up our pregame show. The tip is going to be not clear in the backcourt. And Elm Creek will come up with it. So Buffalo's first possession of the ball game, And they'll give it here on the left side for Brummel's. Brummel's a little penetration. Kicks right side for Newfer. Again, Newfer making the start because of the injury to Gutswiller. And they get it to the elbow here for Brummels. Brummel's in the lane. Back out here for Neufer. And Neufer will hand off here for Claybaugh. Claybaugh's going to penetrate. Gets it on the baseline. Brummel's was open. But they will kick it out here for Trey Miner. His three's no good. Claybaugh will pull down the rebound. And then the ball is knocked out of his hands. That'll be a turnover we'll consider it. As uh, coming out of there with the basketball was Johnson who knocked it loose. And now Axtell will set up shop. With the dribble in the midcourt circle here is Zach Heinrich. They're so looking at. What appears to be a uh, 1-3-1 zone. Weir on that right side, just holding the ball, working against Miner here. He'll take it all the way down to the baseline, be shut off, and he'll kick it out here for Heinrichs. Heinrichs. Now it actually kind of looks like a man-to-man as they're backing out here a little bit here for Heinrichs. He'll get a screen, dribble to the right side, takes it all the way down the baseline. A lot of help defense there. They'll kick it out here for Brennan Runge. Runge back out here for Weir. Axtell being very patient on their first offensive look. And the uh, folks are Axtell happy with how their offense is looking, but the defense for Elm Creek getting some cheers as well. Little runner in the lane here for Heinrichs. It's no good. And Elm Creek pulls down the board. That's McCarter, dribbles out with it. He'll give left side here for Brummels and back out to Brummels. Brummels could shoot the three if he wanted to. Decides not to shoot over the top of Danberg. Instead, he'll hand it off, and the jumper will be by McCarter. Top of the key. It's a little bit short, and Weir will pull it down. And so here's the second possession for Axtell. Still looking for her first points. It's early on. But Axtell was very patient in their first trip up court. Cycling through. They'll give it to Weir on that left side. Now top of the circle for Runge. Runge picked up defensively there by Brummels. Will throw here on the right side for Heinrichs. Heinrichs gets a little bit of a screen. Dribbles to that left side. And Brummels staying right with him. So dribbling here is going to be Heinrich. Heinrich takes it all the way down the baseline. Kicks back out here for Weir. He'll shoot the three. No good. And Newfer pulls down the board. So here comes Elm Creek with another chance. As McCarter will give it here left side. Gives it to Miner. Miner right back out for Klaybaugh. Claybaugh dribbles to the right wing. He'll hand the ball off here for Carson McCarter. McCarter will give it. Over for Brummel's, back here on the left side for Miner. Miner in the lane, weaving through traffic, and there's going to be a block in there. I think that'll be on Weir. Yes, it will. That'll be his first. Teams first, and on the baseline, Elm Creek will inbound it. To trigger it is going to be Karsten McCarter, and they're going to line up in the li- all in the paint here, and they'll spread out as McCarter will try to roll it in there, and there's going to be a kick called here on Axtell. I think that was Calvin Johnson who got the kick. And now they fake the handoff after McCarter inbounds it. and Driving in is going to be Claybaugh. Claybaugh with a little drive. Can't get the shot to fall. And Weir ends the possession for Axtell by snagging the board. So the Wildcats and the Buffalo still looking for their first points. Tried a little backdoor cut here. It was a little bit too high for Brennan Runge. And that will be Axtell's first turnover. That's one of those that if you make that connection, you got... A layup, perhaps a reverse layup, but you got a good look at the basket. Claybaugh on the left side, throws it on the baseline. Drive it in, reverse layup for Trey Minor, And we have our first points of the ball game. Trey Minor with the deuce, and it's Elm Creek 2-0 over Axtell here with 4.50 to go, quarter number one. Left wing, rear. Everybody will cycle through after they kick it to him. Now he'll start his dribble. He'll hand off for Runge on that left side. Throws it out to uh, Johnson. That was tipped. Johnson goes outside of the three-point arc to come up with it. Kicks back out here for Weir. Weir will drive in the lane. He'll elevate and score. So nice job there by Weir to find a little open space. McCarter brings it up, throws it on the baseline. Brummels is going to drive. Shot no good. Rebounded by Johnson. And now Axtell wants to run. On the attack here is Runge. Runge gives it up ahead here for Heinrichs. Heinrichs is going to kick back out here for Weir. Weir then hands off for Heinrichs. Heinrichs, an NBA three, bounces around and is no good. And rebounded by Elm Creek. Buffalo's on the run. Here's Miner all the way to the rack. That's no good. Rebounded by Dan and now the Wildcats trying to run right back at him. Driving here is Heinrichs. He stops on the baseline. He'll step back in. Kiss it off glass. Gets a bucket in foul. Nice little pivot there. Lean back in. Kicked it off the glass. And he was hit on the body there by Brandon Newfer. That's going to be his first foul. And Heinrichs with the and one here for Axtell, who now has a 4-2 lead. So Heinrichs is 77% free throw shooter. Finishes the three-point play. Makes it a three-point lead. Kick here on the left side for Neufer. He'll give top of the circle for Brummels. Cycling through here is going to be minor. Minor penetration. Kick out for Neufer. He's open for three. A high arching shot. That's no good. Runge pulls down the board. And he'll be picked up defensively by Claybaugh as they come into the offensive end. Left side. There's going to be Heinrichs. Heinrichs skips it over to the right now. Weir. Weir trying to roll it in, but there's going to be a kick. <laughs> trying to bounce it in there, and Trey Miner. Looking like a nice little soccer player there. With that uh, kick, it will be Weir inbounding on the baseline here for Axtell. He gives it for Rungi. Back to Weir now. Weir behind that three-point arc. It's a little bit of a screen. Doesn't use it. And now he'll hand the basketball for Danberg. Danberg throws it in the lane, but goes through the hands of Johnson, and that will be an Axtell turnover. And Coach Heinrichs reacting the way a lot of Axtell fans reacting, He's like, oh, we just missed a chance there. Neufer kicks here right side for Miner. Miner inside here for Brummel's back around the perimeter, back to Miner. Miner gives left side. Good ball movement here for Axtell. McCarter dribbles up, kicks back. Gives it for Brummels. Brummels will set a little screen here as Miner will drive in. Has a shot blocked out of bounds by Weir. It'll stay with Elm Creek. Nick Pearson checking in here for Axtell. He'll come in. Johnson is stepping out. First sub of the game for Elm Creek is going to be Trent Watkins. And the second will now be Hans Robbins. So the inbound here is going to be McCarter. Yeah, you got to throw one of them back, Coach. They had six out there. All right, the officials get it all caught up. We're ready to inbound the basketball. They'll get it in here for Watkins, who gives it top of the circle here for Miner. His three is no good, and the rebound tip is going to be saved a couple of different times. Loose ball finally picked up by Zach Heinrichs. It was saved by both Elm Creek and Axtell there it was as, as it was ping-ponging around, and Heinrichs comes up with the ball and will dribble across the timeline. Axtell, five to two. They leave Heinrichs open, so he'll step back and hit a three. Zach Heinrichs was six in the game. He got three points because of the end one, and that one he rattled home, the three-pointer. Backdoor cut, driving the baseline, Claybaugh. That was a pretty basketball play. Claybaugh, V-cut without the basketball, got a nice bounce pass, and lays it off the glass and in. So now left side off the screen is Heinrichs. Heinrichs is going to be shut off there nicely by Claybaugh. He still has his dribble going, though. He's directing traffic. He's going to lob it in the lane for Danberg. Danberg, they collapse on him, but he finds open space. Puts up the shot, no good, and rebound by Miner. Miner leads a three on two the other way on the attack. Off glass, good for Robbins. Hands Robbins got a nice little bounce pass on that fast break, and Elm Creek cuts the lead down to two. Little penetration. Kick here right side for Weir. He'll give the ball right back to Heinrichs. Heinrichs will fire a three. That one's no good. And rebounded by number three, Miner. He'll bring it up and in the lane. Bucket good. Nice little drive on that baseline by Karsten McCarter. And McCarter now will have the and one. So we're going to be called for his uh, second foul. That's the second team foul on Axtell as well. We're tied at eight. And a chance for McCarter to untie it here. If he can hit the uh, free throw and get the and one. He's a 62% free throw shooter. And he hits it. So 9-8 Elm Creek back on top. And Axel with some time to do something here. Get it across the timeline with minute 15 to go. Right side, Brendan Runge will drain a three. That was a full stride and a half behind the uh, three-point line. And he just strokes it in. Just walking up there. Newfer finds a backdoor cut. Pretty drive. Bucket's good for Miner. Newfer found Miner driving on that baseline. And again, we are tied at 11. So Axtell might be working clock. I don't know if they're going to work it for the final shot here, but they're just dribbling around near midcourt. Zach Heinrichs not closely guarded. Closest man to him is Newford, and that's about two, three steps away. And they are just kind of keeping that dribble into the hands here of Zach Heinrichs. And it gives us a chance to remind you that uh, the internet streaming of all of our high school games on the Platte River Radio Group of Stations and the PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance and Carney Holdridge, Lexington and Lincoln 19 seconds to go here still working a little clock Heinrichs backs out gets that uh, 5 second count taken off now he'll drive all the way down to the baseline and loses the basketball time here 10 seconds and then stolen right back dish inside layup is going to be good here for Heinrichs we swap turnovers and an easy bucket for Axtell a 3 pointer at the horn right side no good for Brandon Newfer. Well, as uh, Elm Creek was beginning to run up court, Axtell forced the turnover, got the ball right inside for Heinrichs. And just like that, Axtell has a 13-11 to lead. We'll head to the second quarter right after this
1: timeout.
2: Welcome back to our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Tooling and Repair. We're here in Loomis for Axtell and Elm Creek here in the Fort Carney Conference Tournament. Axtell with a 13-11 lead and the basketball. Heinrichs dribbles all the way down to the baseline. He'll dribble it back out. And he'll still kind of lean in. Put up a shot. No good. Offensive rebound here by Danberg. And the second rebound ripped out of there by Elm Creek. It was pulled down by Newford. Now the kick in the corner for McCarter. McCarter for three. No good. Offensive board. minor. And the shot will not fall. And finally, Axtell will end the possession. It's Heinrichs that comes up with it. He'll bring in the offensive end. Has a little bit of a screen. Could have pulled the trigger on that three before McCarter found him. But Heinrichs is going to work the offense a little bit. He's still shuffling down to that right side. Uses up his dribble. Gives it now for Brendan Runge. Runge uses a uh, screen. He'll drive all the way down the baseline. Has a shot blocked there by Claybaugh. Claybaugh with the block. Elm Creek on the attack. They give it for Brummels, and there's going to be a charge. Stepping in front to collect the charge is Zach Heinrichs. Good work there for Heinrichs to force the charge, the player control foul. And that's going to be his first foul on Brummels. And it takes away a scoring opportunity. Again, in high school, they do not have that restrictive line underneath the hoop, but that's where that occurred. Entry pass inside here for Danberg. Danberg had a little trouble with the handle, but he'll step back in, put up a shot, gets his own rebound. He'll kiss it off glass again and score. A couple of uh, offensive rebounds there. And Axtell with the first points of the second quarter here for either squad. Claybaugh is going to drive, elevate, and he's going to score. He's got four in the game. Started on the left wing, flew into that lane, and makes it A two-point ball game again. Here's Heinrichs in the lane. He's uh, trying a little post move. He's going to kick the ball back out here for Sodaquist. Sodaquist in the lane took an extra step. Yeah, he was kind of tiptoeing through a lot of traffic there and didn't quite have his uh, footing in traffic there to make that jump stop. Jake Weir going to check back in here for Axtell. So Weir's out there with Runge, Danberg, and Heinrichs, pass here on the left side, backdoor cut. That's a pretty play, and Miner will get the layup. Got a nice pass there from Claybaugh, and then the bounce here for Miner, who's got six in the game. Tied at 15, six minutes to play here before halftime. That Elm Creek backdoor cut game has been looking good today. From the elbow with the basketball here is Johnson. Johnson throws it down low, a little ball fake, got the defender in the air. Heinrichs got clobbered, he'll hit, get to the free throw line. So Brummel's will kick up another foul. Got one just moments ago on the offensive end. Here he collects one because of the great ball fake here by Zach Heinrichs. Heinrichs hit his first free throw. He misses this one, but he has one more coming up. As we mentioned earlier, a 77% free throw shooter, and his second one is no good. Rebounded by McCarter. So Elm Creek with the dribble. McCarter will throw it here on the right side for Miner. Axtell's going man to man. And they'll get the ball here on the left side. Newford throws it for McCarter. McCarter back out. And then driving is going to be McCarter who gets a bucket and foul. Great baseline drive by Karsten McCarter. Count the bucket and Calvin Johnson will send him to the free throw line with his first foul. Well, each team has committed three fouls here with 5.26 to go before halftime. Both teams have been pretty aggressive. These officials will let them play. And McCarter with the and one. He had a three-point play earlier and got a three-point play here. That will account for all six of his points. Elm Creek back on top here by three. 18-15, 5.18 to go before halftime. On the bounce is going to be Heinrichs. He'll give her on the right side for Weir. To the elbow, they get it for Runge. Runge throws it in the corner over there for Zach Heinrichs. Heinrichs will drive the baseline against McCarter and stepped on the baseline. So that'll be a turnover on Axdell, unofficially their fifth of the first half compared to three here for Elm Creek. And Elm Creek with a chance to add on to the lead game's been tight throughout both teams have had leads up to about four and Elm Creek somebody zigged when they should have zagged as they had it on the inside trying to kick it back out to Trey Miner but Miner was already starting to cut in just a matter of bad timing there for Elm Creek as they'll throw it away so on the bounce here is going to be Heinrich as he brings it in the offensive end over for Weir on the right side they will be picked up there by McCarter and they'll give it here for Runge. Runge on the right side for Heinrichs. As uh, Elm Creek right now in the zone. As they work into the corner over there for Runge. Runge will get the ball back. He'll elevate a three. It's on the rim twice. Johnson with the offensive rebound. Kiss off the glass. Good. That second time it hit the uh, rim got Miner and Brummel's out of the way to help rebound. And Johnson stayed with it. Got the offensive rebound and Bucket kick on the right side for Claybaugh, and Claybaugh will drain the three a quick little three nearly in transition kind of a secondary shot so heinrichs has it here elm creek with their largest lead of the game at 21 to 17 a four-point lead with less than four minutes to go before halftime heinrichs gets the screen on the right side but staying right there with him is going to be Hans Robbins. The Heinrichs goes left side in the lane. Shot no good. Gets his own rebound. Will drive in. And he'll lay it off the glass and in. After he got that offensive rebound, he got a screen in underneath there. By Danberg. And got the bucket. Drive here left side for Claybaugh. All the way to the rim. He'll hit it with that offhand. And he now has nine in the game. Right side. Back here for Runge. 23. 19, four-point lead once again here for Elm Creek. Entry pass by Johnson goes across the baseline here for Danberg. Danberg with the bucket and foul. Danberg got it on that wing and went right in attack mode. Bucket will count, and another three-point play opportunity here. This time for Axtell. They cashed in on one-three-point play earlier with Heinrichs. And the foul is going to be on Hans Robbins. That's going to be his first. And Danberg, who has four points in the game, has a chance to make it a one-point game. Three o seven to go here before halftime, and the free throw is good. 22. twenty two. Buffaloes with the lead and the basketball. McCarter in the offensive end, looking at a it looks like a one three one zone. Yep, it is. They give it off here for Neufer, back right side, penetration by McCarter, 15-foot jumper, no good. Offensive board for Newfer, Neufer is going to dribble out with it and reset the offense, giving it to McCarter. Bounce pass on the right side here for Trent Watkins. Watkins will cycle through after giving it to Claybaugh. Claybaugh started down low, dribbles all the way out near midcourt, penetrates a little bit, now it's kicked out for Miner. Miner will give a top of the key over here for Neufer. Newfer on the baseline gives it for Watkins. Watkins' baseline jumper no good. But Carter fights and gets the rebound. He'll kick it out right side. Claybaugh for three, no good. And Axtell comes up with it and a timeout. Diving on the basketball here is Brennan Runge and give the assist on the timeout here to Brent Heinrichs. The coach calls the timeout with 2.20 to go here before halftime. Elm Creek 23, Axtell 22. We're back after this. And welcome back. Again, our timeouts brought to you by e positions t Physicians of Carney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. Axtell brings the ball up court after the timeout. We're off of a screen, gives it here for Runge. Runge for three, in and out, no good. He had a good look at it, and the rebound's pulled down by Claybaugh. Claybaugh leads the attack, does not have numbers, but he's going to go all the way to the rack, roll it over the rim on that baseline drive, and score. Kind of lulled him to sleep there, kind of slowed down a little bit on the right side, and then he hit the gas and got to the rim and rolled it over the top without using the uh, glass. Runge has it, and he'll get it over here for Heinrichs. So he rolls it right over the rim, spin move here for Heinrichs. He'll kick right side, Weir for three, no good. He's trying to get his own rebound, but McCarter will beat him to the spot. McCarter brings it up court here for Elm Creek. He'll snap right side for Claybaugh. Here's an open three off the front of the rim. No good. Newford pulls down the board. Another offensive attack. Here's McCarter with the little scoop. Rolls on the rim. No good. McCarter trying to get the rebound. Can't. It's tipped out. And Runge will pull it down for Axtell. Axtell brings it up court. Trent Watkins will pressure the ball as Runge brings it across. And Heinrichs now has it here for the Wildcats. Minute five to go here before halftime. Axtell down by three, 25-22. They have the ball in the hands of number 22. Weir on that left side. They'll give it out here for Runge. Runge dribbles right side, jump stop, fading away. He'll hit the shot. A fadeaway as he was falling down, and Axtell cuts lead down to one. And here is Gage Claybaugh, number one. He's going to play a little catch here with McCarter with 40 seconds left. We'll see how much clock. The Buffaloes want to run. And Axtell staying in this uh, 1-3-1 zone, so they're going to allow him to work a little bit of clock anyway. Robbins will give the ball out here for Newford. Newford gives right side for McCarter. McCarter near midcourt now with 21 seconds to go before we have the Ravenna-Saggation halftime report. He's comfortable enough with the dribble. He cleans his shoes with no pressure being put on him. And we'll see how he uses that traction here with eight seconds left. As they will get a little bit of a screen. And McCarter will take it top of the circle. Uses up his dribble. Gives it here left side. Here's Newford for three. No good off the rim. Rebounded by Danberg at the horn. And so Elm Creek has a one-point lead as they head to the locker room. It's the Buffaloes 25 and the Axtell Wildcats 24. We'll step away for a moment. Be back with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this.
6: When the weather changes, so can the performance of your transmission.
2: And welcome back here to Loomis as we've got one of our quarterfinal games in the Fort Carney Conference half in the book. It is Elm Creek with a 25-24 lead here over Axtell. This is our Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Well, let's check the numbers. We'll begin first of all for Axtel, The visitors on the scoreboard. They're down here at the break. Leading the way for them so far is Zach Heinrichs. He has 10 points and 3 rebounds. 5 points, 4 rebounds for Tyler Danberg. A couple of points and a couple of rebounds for Jake Weir. 5 points, 3 rebounds here for Brennan Runge. And Calvin Johnson has 2 points and 2 rebounds. Unofficially, Axdell, 5 turnovers in the first half, and they do have 14 rebounds according to my numbers. Now for Elm Creek. Leading the way is Gage Clayball. He's got 11 points and three rebounds. Trey Miner with six points, three rebounds. Karsten McCarter has two three-point plays. That accounts for all six of his points. He also has four rebounds. A couple of points here for Hans Robbins and four rebounds for Brandon Newfer. I mentioned Axtell with 14 rebounds. That's exactly the same number I have for Elm Creek here. 14 rebounds here in the first half. They've taken better care of the basketball. I have them with only four turnovers compared to five for Axdell. That's the only statistical difference that I have in my book anyway. The other statistical difference would be on the scoreboard where Elm Creek has a 25-24 to 24 lead. We'll step away for a moment. We'll continue with more of our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this.
4: At First Tier Bank, our roots go back to 1955. Our vision has always been to help our communities live better with great banking. First Tier Bank takes pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking, savings, loans, and online banking with bill pay. First Tier Bank measures its success by continued growth of our clients and communities. We are proud to support our high school athletes.
6: Farming is a way of life here, and today's farmer has a feel for the land, a knowing touch that shows in the riches of the harvest, and the farmers know CHS Agronomy Department is who they can trust and count on. Your CHS Agronomy Department can help you with everything from chemical, fertilizer, seed and soil samples. CHS is right there where you are. That means you know the people, and they're giving back in your communities. CHS, people and resources, you can count on always, and always here at chsholdridge.com.
2: And welcome back here to Halftime. We are in Loomis. Of course, our uh, second game of the night will have the hometown team, of course. The number two seed, Loomis, will be taking on the number seven seed, Sumner Ellie Bill Miller. That will be our second game, about 20 minutes after the conclusion of uh, what's been a very entertaining game here between Elm Creek and Axtel. Elm Creek with that 25-24 to 24 lead. Of course, the uh, number one seed also hosting some action uh, here today. Uh, and it is uh, Amherst uh, who's trailing uh, Ansley Litchfield. Ansley Litchfield has an 11-10 to 10 lead at the end of the first quarter. That game is over on Power 99. So the Spartans right now have the uh, lead over Amherst. That is a one-point game at last report, 11-10. to 10. Ansley Litchfield with uh, the lead over Amherst. Coming up at the conclusion of that game, of course, Pleasanton will be taking on the Bulls of Highline. Again, over on Power 99. Well, again, on uh, Thursday, we'll be back in action on the girls' side of the bracket here on ESPN Radio. We'll have uh, uh, Pleasanton taking on Overton in our first game of the night. That will be followed by Elm Creek and Loomis. As we'll move on on Thursday. Thursday will be the girls' semifinals. Friday will be the boys' semifinals. The winner of this game will be in the second semifinal against the winner of our second game here tonight from Loomis. And the two winners from Pleasanton will get together at 6 o'clock. Coming up on Friday night. And, of course, we'll have all four of the games, the two consolation games, as well as the two championship games for you throughout the course of the day right here on ESPN Radio. Once again, at halftime, Elm Creek with a 25-24 lead over Axtell. And we'll wrap up our Ravenna Sanitation halftime report coming up right after this.
5: Miller Body Shop in Minden is your collision specialist. They offer paintless dent repair, great for hail dance or door dings, auto glass replacement, People you people know. Community
7: people. Everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know, especially banking. When you apply for a loan, it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to. Bank with us. Mendon Exchange Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Community people you know. Community.
2: We can update some scores for you over on Power 99 in the four-county conference tournament up in Pleasanton. Ansley Litchfield now has a 22-16 to lead as they went to uh, the half not long ago. So the Spartans right now with the lead over Amherst in the uh, first game of the night on Power 99. Here we are at halftime 25-24. to And elsewhere also at halftime, the Bobcats are leading Harvard. It's Blue Hill leading at 15-14. to in uh, the TBC uh, basketball tournament, that game is over on the Breeze, 94-5, and, of course, online at Platriverpreps.com. And don't forget that the internet streaming of all of our high school games on Platte River Preps and the Platte River Radio Group of Stations is brought to you by Barney Insurance in Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. So it will be Elm Creek basketball to start the second half. They also have that 25-24 lead. Our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play. Carney Towing and Repair is on the road bringing you the vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. Quick little drive here for Elm Creek to get things started. No good for Trey Minor, and coming down with the rebound is going to be Danberg. So Danberg will bring help bring things up here. We're, we'll give it right side for Heinrichs. Heinrichs working against uh, pressure here by miner looks to the inside now uses up his dribble so miner will come out and pressure him so he throws the ball back out here for runge runge bounce pass right side for danberg danberg they leave him open for three and he hits the three tyler danberg now with eight points in the game and axtell goes back on top they got the first bucket of the second half mccarter helps work the ball around the perimeter right side Claybaugh has it Clayball uses a screen was open for three but now they'll take it in the lane kick it out to McCarter McCarter throws in the corner three-pointer there is no good for Claybaugh, and the ball is going to go off the hands of a couple of uh, Wildcats and coach Heinrichs disagrees here the officials are actually going to get together and talk about it and they do change the call the officials got to go got together and discussed it And Heinrichs will bring the ball up court here. And actually, the Elm Creek fans that had a pretty good look at it are not complaining about the call, so the officials huddling up would appear to have gotten it right. Here's Weir in the lane. Stops will pivot. He'll shoot off the iron. No good. And it will be rebounded by Claybaugh. Claybaugh, long pass up ahead of McCarter. McCarter shot off glass. No good. And the guy flying in and actually hitting the guy with the basketball was his own teammate. But they're going to call a push here on Weir. Well, I think the reason that Jake Weir got uh, pushed into into McCarter was that Trey Minor flew in and pushed him into him. But in any event, it's going to be Elm Creek basketball in the lane. Off glass, shot no good for Minor. Offensive rebound, that's tipped around no good. They kept it away from Weir. Coming up with a ball here is Claybaugh. Claybaugh. Shows it to the inside. It's going to be knocked around, and Heinrichs finally comes up with it. A couple of opportunities for Elm Creek, but Axtell never let him get comfortable. And then an errant pass. It's going to be volleyball back to Minor to Heinrichs. Heinrichs kicks right side. There's Runge. Runge off shot. No good. And it'll be rebounded by Weir. Weir, nice ball fake. Kiss off glass. Gets the bucket to fall. Offensive rebound and bucket here for Weir. And Axtell with a four-point lead. They've scored the first five points of the second half for a four-point lead. Kick back out here for Newfer. Newfer will cycle through. Back in here for Brummels. Brummels going to drive and he's going to get fouled and he'll go to the line for a couple. The foul is going to be on Zach Heinrichs. That'll be his first. And now Brummels will step to the stripe trying to get the first points of the second half here for Elm Creek. And the first free throw was off the iron and no good. So, Brummel's a 73% free throw shooter. As a team, they shoot 67%. Brummel's will have one more free throw. This one's good. First points of the second half here for Elm Creek come with 5.48 to go in the third quarter. Axtell with a 29 26 lead. And slowly bringing the ball up is going to be Zach Heinrichs. Jump stop in the lane, turnaround jumper, no good. Nothing but white jerseys there. Brummels pulls down the board. lets traffic clear. Brings in the offensive end. Kicks back out for Newfer. On that left side, they give it for Miner. Miner working against Heinrichs now. We'll flip off for McCarter here. McCarter's going to drive. Shot off glass, no good. Danberg pulls down the rebound. He'll let traffic clear, and he'll bring it across and throw it right side here for Heinrichs. Heinrichs sets up the uh, half-court offense. Elm Creek going man-to-man. And they'll give it here on the right wing here. For Weir. Weir lobs it in. It's going to be deflected. That'll be a turnover. Elm Creek does not have numbers, so Brummel's will slow it down a little bit. McCarter off the screen. Throws it right side. Working in is going to be Clayball. Clayball gives it back to Newfer. Back around the perimeter. They kick on the baseline for a drive. Back out for McCarter. And by the time it got to him, there was defense there, so they'll reset things. Giving it right side here for Brummel's. Brummel's over for Miner. Off of the screen, they give it to McCarter. McCarter... Can dribble if you want. give it left side for Newfer. Newfer just hands off here for Claybaugh, and Claybaugh might have got away with a walk. We'll give it out here for McCarter. McCarter stopped at the elbow. We'll bounce it out here for Brummels on the baseline. McCarter has it. McCarter off of the screen elevates with a three, no good, and rebounded by Weir. They got a good look out of it, and then a long pass up ahead. They get it to Johnson. Johnson lets traffic clear, and he'll lay it up and in. The little ball fake got the defender. The last line of defense out of the way here for the Buffaloes. And Axtell now has a five-point lead. Miner drives, kicks into the corner, back out. Here's the three-pointer that is no good, but an offensive rebound. Clayball with the board and the bucket. Clayball with 13 in the game. On the the baseline, nice bounce pass up ahead for Johnson. Johnson lays it in. He's got six in the game. Good penetration, and then the bounce pass to Johnson, who came into the low block just at the right time. Driving here is Brummels. Brummels is going to kick out for Carter His three is good. Three Buffalo's needed that little boost. He hits the three-pointer to cut in lead back down to two. Left side, jumper no good here for Johnson. Off Defensive board here by Miner, and then we're going to have a foul called. Miner got the rebound. And then Axdell with kind of a little drive-by foul. That'll be on number 12, Tyler Danberg. That is his first third foul of the second half here on Axdell with 3.19 to go in the third quarter. Let's remind you that Plant River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by b b Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to Plantriverpreps.com. Nominate your favorite athlete for... Athlete of the month will choose one girl, one boy winner, and listen at PlantBriverPreps.com. Brought to you by B&B Carpet. Drive on the inside, laying it in. Claybar rolls over the top, gets a bucket and a foul. They're going to say the foul came first. Well, that takes off a pretty play there. So the foul will come before the shot. It'll be issued to Nick Pearson that's not a bad foul for Pearson because in a sense it takes a bucket off the board and around the perimeter we go they give it for Brummel's Brummel's back out here for Claybaugh over for McCarter McCarter drives the baseline kicks out for Newfer he's open for three a little bit too strong and Axtell fights for the rebound it goes to a couple of Wildcats in that pile is Claybaugh Claybaugh is able to tie it up and like both coaches were asking for a timeout thinking their guy got to the ball first and i think the officials got that one right by saying no nobody really had it until it was a hell ball and the possession arrow is pointing to axtell that play is indicative of how this game has kind of gone and that is every ball every rebound every loose ball these guys are all scrapping they're all fighting and clawing for it great effort so far by both squads runkey has it on the right side bounce pass gonna be tipped away axtell turns it over Dribbling behind his back is minor. He'll go all the way in. Off glass. Shot no good. Offensive rebound. Claybaugh's going to be fouled. Claybaugh with four rebounds in the quarter. Seven in the game is going to be fouled here by Runge. That's now going to be five team fouls here on Axtell. And to the line is going to be Claybaugh. And the first one's good. 33 thirty-two. Second free throw also good so we're deadlocked with 222 to go here in the third quarter at 33 Heinrichs brings it up he'll kick on that right wing right back to Heinrichs he just played a quick little game of catch there with Soderquist Soderquist will give it to Nick Pearson back to Soderquist Soderquist dribbles between his legs. Gives here left side for Danberg. Then off of the screen, they'll give it here for Heinrichs. Zach Heinrichs getting instructions here from Brent Heinrichs. And we'll work back around the perimeter for Danberg. Danberg's pass intercepted. Miner makes the steal underneath the basket. On the attack here is Claybaugh. Claybaugh kicks in the corner. Open three a Carter. No good. Long rebound. Reeled out of there by Elm Creek. Snagging the board is Watkins. Watkins will give it off on the drive as Miner. That shot's a little wild and off, and Heinrichs pulls down the board. He'll bring it quickly up court, but so was that Elm Creek defense. They were ready for the transition, and Brent Heinrichs is going to call a timeout here. Minute 30 to go, third quarter. Tied at 33 this timeout Brought to you by e Positions of Carney.
4: Community. It's a place that means coming together. A place where the smiles are warm, handshakes are firm, and the day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. Nebraska's economy is fueled by Nebraska agriculture. When agriculture is strong, Nebraska is strong. Our work reaches well beyond the farmer ranch, informing youth and consumers about agriculture, providing support for mental health, and benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture.
1: for you
7: buzzes marie wants you to think about the most important time of all
9: Attend Aurora Cooperative's Ace Summit and Annual Meeting, February 11th and 12th, Pinnacle Bank Expo Center at Bonner Park, Grand Island, Nebraska. Owner Profitability Workshops on Day 1 include the 2020 Grain Market Outlook with Tyler Kester and Jacob Burks at 245. On Day 2, Aurora Co-op's Head of Government Affairs, Don Caldwell, leads a Government Affairs segment at 915. To register, visit auroracoop.com or call Tracy Menke, 402-694-2106. Aurora Co-op's Ace Summit and Annual Meeting, February 11th and 12th, Pinnacle Bank Expo Center, Grand Island.
0: This is Stacy back in the ESPN studios. We are having technical difficulties with our Elm Creek Axtell basketball game. We will get you guys back to the game as soon as we can. Um, meanwhile, we're going to send you back to some regular ESPN programming and we'll get back to that game just as soon as we can.
7: Sunday, who gonna be riding on candy painted slab? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I have absolutely no idea
4: what you just said.
3: I'm really charged up about what's going on today. Oh, please get me. out of here.
4: I, I have to be honest, I know I came late. I, I don't understand what this is. <laughs>
3: Tariq, you're a real speedster. Who's going to be breaking the speed limit on Sunday?
8: Oh, for the love of God. I've got a battery back there. It is a corporate sponsor. I want to, on air, take that battery down there myself and stand in the crowd behind first take. Do I have permission to take... I want to put in the first take shot both me... I'm not asking... I'm no, I'm asking I'm your assessment. Dude, dude. Is he uh... Authority given to me as eternal yes man to one day in Levitard. Knock yourself out, pal. All right, let's go, battery. We're going down there. Chris, uh, Chris uh, you help the battery get down there. Battery, the battery has entered yeah. the shot. Yeah, okay, Briefly. wow. They have cut away. They have Derek Henry on first take right now. This is not terrestrial radio <laughs> norms where you tell your audience to tune away. Supplementally, if you watch, there is a yes! battery and a Dan Levitard yes. at a bar. Jiggling. I believe ordering a drink in front of some uh, bikini beachgoers that are sitting at the edge of the <laughs> Cleveland pool. <floor. laughs> It's amazing, the visual. So now he's going to come back and he's going to be all happy he's, right? be happy. he's in a happy place now. He's in his happy place. All right. He has crashed first take effectively. I assume pulling rank. Oh, there oh. is a producer trying oh. to stop Dan Levitard. Oh, right no. Now. This is getting tested. Oh, oh, my God. Is Dan is in his face. Oh, boy. Yeah. Are you all seeing right, this? All right. This is a better idea. Forget about a happy place. Play by play of Dan and the security guard. Oh, my. Guard. This is awkward as I'll get out.
3: All right. So Dan me and Billy. Is, this is yeah. the absolute strangest guy on
8: <laughs> me and billy are at radio row we are watching through a television screen live footage right now of dan levitard trying to get the advanced auto parts car battery on the set of first take and screaming at a security guard if you watch <laughs> if you're watching espn news right now you have a live shot of dan talking to a security guard pointing up
2: all giants for technical difficulties we'll get you cut back here in a second just seconds go. calvin johnson with a bucket Here in the fourth quarter, Axtell with a 39-35 lead. Uh, At the horn by Tyler Danberg. Those are the two buckets we missed while we were gone. A little leaner here for Elm Creek just a moment ago. That shot's not going to be any good, and it's rebounded by Colin Soderquist. So Axel right now in the fourth quarter with a 39-35 lead, 7.15 to go here in the final quarter. And you're all caught up with it at the elbow here is Calvin Johnson. Johnson will give here on the left side for Soderquist. Soderquist, his miss with about six seconds to go in the third quarter was rebounded by Danberg, essentially with about a second and a half left. Pearson with a little penetration. He's going to kick left side here for Sodaquist. His baseline J is going to be too strong, nearly stolen away by Johnson, but dribbling out after pulling down the rebound is going to be Newfer. Neufer kicks back around here for Miner. Elm Creek needs a bucket here. They're down by four. They get it left side for Miner. Check that. That's Brummel's. Brummel's number two. We'll give the ball now right side here for Claybaugh. Claybaugh enters it down low. Entry pass will be tipped away. Fighting for it and coming up with it is going to be Danberg. Danberg drives all the way in. He's going to be fouled. It's going to be a hard. It's going to end up being a hard foul. It was clean, just a clean basketball play. Coach Heinrichs wants to get a uh, intentional foul call. I don't think it's intentional. I just think it would end up being kind of hard and bodies getting tangled up. But Danberg, with a great defensive play, making the steal. And then he's going to be fouled on the way up. That foul is going to be on McCarter. That will be just his first. And Danberg, who has 10 points in the game, will now have his uh, attempt from the free throw line. And it is no good. Danberg, 67% free throw shooter. Pretty good sample size there, 45-67 on the season coming in. He's made one out of two so far on the night. Axtell with a 39-35 lead, and add one to that because Danberg makes it to make it 40-35. Plenty of action left here, 6.22 to go here in the fourth quarter. And they give it off here for McCarter. McCarter will cycle through. Now he gets it back top of the circle. McCardle throws it in the corner there for Neufer. Neufer's going to hand off here for Brummels. Brummel's working against the pressure at Danberg Goes all the way in, and Brummel's is able to kiss it off the glass. His first field goal of the night here for Troy Brummels. He now has three in the game, and the lead is three for Axtell. So Zach Heinrichs will dribble across the center jump circle here at Loomis High School. He'll stop top of the circle. Use up his dribble. Gives it here for Runge. Back to Heinrichs. Heinrichs drives the lane. Heinrichs a little pump fake he'll elevate he'll score Zach Heinrichs with a dozen in the game his first points of the second half quickly they get it up court here for McCarter McCarter over here for Claybaugh back to McCarter now Brummel's has it Brummel's will kick it right side for Newfer Newfer looking to hand off to somebody he'll give it to Brummel's and we've got a reaching foul called here on Zach Heinrichs so Heinrichs will commit his second foul that will be a free throw The front end of a free throw coming up here for Trey Miner. He'll have the front end of a one-and-one. So 42-37 our score. And Miner's free throw is up. It is no good. And the rebound tipped out of bounds. Last swatted out of bounds here by Elm Creek. Well, Weir was involved in hand-to-hand combat there with uh, Claybaugh, and Claybaugh was the last to touch it. So Axtell will get the basketball up by five with 5.15 to go. 72, uh, 42 to 37. Zach Heinrich dribbles to the right side. they give it here for Weir. Weir all the way down to the baseline. Elevates, hits the side of the glass. No good. Meyer pulls down the board. They'll lead a three-on-three break, and nice pass. Claybaugh gets a bucket-in foul. Minor with a great bounce pass to set up Claybaugh, and now Claybaugh, who is a perfect two-for-two from the free-throw line on the night, will have the and-one after the foul is whistled here on Weir. That is his fifth and final. So he'll foul out of the game with uh, four points. So he'll fall out with 4.58 to go. Clayball with the and one to make this a two-point ball game. 42-39 our score, and the free throw is up and good. So clayball shot up and good, and we got a timeout being taken here by Axtell. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney. 4.58 to go, fourth quarter. Axtell 42, Elm Creek 40. We'll return to Loomis right after this.
7: Call Carney for a free estimate.
5: 9443.
2: Axtell 42, Elm Creek 40. It will be Axtell basketball as they inbound it here. A couple of timeouts left here for Axtell. We got three left here for Elm Creek. So a lot of chess pieces still to move here. And Elm Creek in the bonus. But Axtell with that two point lead and the basketball. Zach Heinrichs off of the screen will dribble to that right side will be picked up there by Miner Miner stand right with Zach Heinrichs who has 12 points in the game he'll drive in the lane loses the basketball it'll be a turnover and then stolen right back by Heinrichs so Heinrichs gets the ball back and they'll reset the offense Heinrich stayed with the play after a stolen momentarily there by uh, Miner down to the baseline nice pass by Pearson, jumper up, no good. Rebound, Now Danberg can't come up with it. Ripping down there is going to be Claybaugh. So Claybaugh pulls down the board. A big rebound here for Elm Creek. They get it down to the baseline as we're midway through the fourth quarter. Neufer will hand it off, and around the perimeter we go. Miner will throw it on that right side for McCarter. McCarter gives it to Newfer into the corner for Miner. Back to McCarter. McCarter working man-to-man against Johnson. Works back around the perimeter, and now right side, Brummels has it. Brummels dribbling here gives here on the left side for McCarter back out for Newfer, Neufer here to Miner the three is no good and rebounded by Namberg so Axtell their defense holds Heinrichs will bring it up has a little bit of a screen didn't realize that he was gonna be open for the jumper dribbled through an opportunity and now he'll take a left side now he'll be picked up by Brummels down on the baseline And he'll kick the ball back out. Not much spacing there, but Johnson has it. Johnson will drive. We'll get it down right side, and we're going to have a foul called. Nick Pearson put up the jumper. He got fouled, I think, on the follow-through on the block. Gage Claybaugh going to be called for the foul, and 99 times out of 100, when you take a big swat like that, even if it's just the breeze that touches a player, it's going to be a foul. So Pearson will go to the free-throw line and shoot two, and the first one is good. First point of the ball game here for Nick Pearson. Gives Axtell a 43-40 lead with 3.18 to go in the fourth. Second free-throw is on the way and good. So a nice little pass by Johnson to set up. Pearson does turn into points after the foul was called on Claybaugh. Claybaugh will penetrate, kicks it out. Newfer is wide open. Shot's no good, but an offensive rebound. Bucket is good for Miner. Nobody boxed out Trey Miner, and Miner made him pay. He's got 10 in the game. Heinrichs on the left side. Has the dribble. He's working against Brummel. Takes it all the way down the baseline. He'll kick the ball back out here for Johnson. Johnson will give it back here to Heinrichs. 44-42. Axel with the lead and the basketball. Dribbling between the circles. Here is Heinrichs. Heinrichs all the way in. Tries to dish it in underneath for Danberg. Danberg lost it. And then eventually it's going to go off of McCarter's hands. And out of bounds. It was rolling around there. Nobody could really grab the pumpkin. And it goes through the hands of McCarter. A little bit of a break here for Axtell. That should have been a turnover. A inbound for Runge. Gives it to Heinrichs. And we've got a moving screen here. A moving screen on Calvin Johnson. And that will serve essentially as a turnover here for Axtell. They'll lose possession of the ball with a 44-42 lead. So a chance for Elm Creek to take their first lead of the fourth quarter. 2.25 to go as McCarter will quarterback the play, bringing it in the offensive end. He's got it top of the circle. We'll bounce it here on the right side for Miner. Miner penetration. Back out for Brummels. Brummels to McCarter. McCarter backdoor cut. Reverse layup, shot no good, offensive tip, good for Trey Miner. Miner tipped it in after the miss on the reverse layup, and the offensive rebound and bucket will tie it at 44. Two minutes to go, and we've got a uh, foul here on McCarter, trying to fight through a screen. That will be just his second foul. And that now is going to be number five, I believe, on Elm Creek. That's what they have on the scoreboard. With a minute 57, that might be a detail that's important later. Nick Pearson inbounds it, and we'll give it for Brendan Runge. Runge on the dribble. Defender falls down, so he'll shoot a jumper. It's no good, but we got a foul as Runge is going to be helped up here after the shot. He got knocked down by Trey Miner and then helped up. The foul actually is going to be on McCarter and not on Miner, so there's going to be three free throws coming up here. For Brennan Runge. So Runge will shoot three, three chances to break a 44 all tie here. He's a 71% free throw shooter. And the first one is good. So how large will the lead be after the series of free throws here for Runge? it will be at least two. He rattled that one in. It was in and out, and then back off the glass and in. And now here comes the uh, third free throw. So he makes the first two, and his third one is on the way, and he shoots like an over-70% free throw shooter. He made all three of them. McCarter will bring it up. Axtell up by three. Left side, Claybaugh. Minute 40 to go. On the bounce here is McCarter. He'll give it right side for Brummel's. Grummels throws it in the corner here for Miner. Miner back out. It goes through the hands of Grummels, but no problem. McCarter will reset the offense. It's worked around the perimeter. Now dribbling right side is Claybaugh. Claybaugh throws it around there. Backdoor cut. Driving here is Miner, and Miner is going to get fouled. Miner will get two free throws. Came off the screen, and he was elevating a shoot when he was fouled by Nick Pearson. That will be his second. It's now 10 as a team. On Axtell, so there'll be two free throws at least every foul from here on out. Trey Miner will shoot two, and the first one's good. (laughs) Moments ago, Runge hit all three of his. We'll see if Miner can hit both of his to make it a one-point ball game. Minute 23 to go, and the second free throw is good. And a timeout being taken here by Elm Creek. They trail Axtell 47-46, minute 23 to go this timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. We're back after this.
8: This is Tom Collins with your Tri City weather forecast. Partly cloudy skies with some light sprinkles. And later in the evening, there's a storm rolling in. Expect chills, thrills, and a 100% chance of jaw-dropping action. This is hockey at its finest. This is the Tri-City Storm. All season long at the Viero Center. Leave your umbrellas and bring your appetite for food, fun, and
7: adrenaline-fueled mayhem. For tickets to the best game in town, visit StormHockey.com.
1: At b Carpet, every day is the right day to get a great deal on quality flooring with our special 12-month financing. So, if you're wondering when or where to get that new look, let our flooring professionals help you select the flooring that's right for you and your budget. Our quality installers will have you living in comfort in no time. So, come on in today or tomorrow to beamby Carpet and Donovan and see why people say that's where we always go.
2: Again, Lane Gutzwiller. Unavailable today because he uh, turned his ankle. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting back to the game of life, location near you. So Elm Creek playing a man down here. They also have been battling. I mean, it's just been a hard-fought game. Zach Heinrichs is going to bring it up. He'll kick here right side for Rungi. One-point Axel lead. Driving is Heinrichs. He'll kick into the corner for Danberg. Danberg in the lane runs into the defender, and that's going to be a charge. Started that little spin move and Claybaugh was set. Good call there by the officials. That will be an Axel turnover. Danberg called for his second foul. 47 46. Final minute, and Elm Creek throws it away. Brummels had it on that left side. Threw it where I think it was Claybaugh, just vacated that area. And you see it all the time in in basketball, really at all levels, where you just have bad timing like that, but that one hurts. Here's Runge. Pass on the inside, stolen away by Claybaugh. Good work getting the ball back here by the Buffaloes. They're on the attack. Grummles does not have numbers. He'll give it here on the right side. 39 seconds to go. One point Axtell lead. Elm Creek with the basketball. Brummels has it top of the circle. He'll throw it here right side. Penetration by McCarter. McCarter with the lean in. Off the rim. No good. Rebounded by Danberg. Axtell's got the basketball. Axtell is going to be fouled. Dribbling out with it here is Danberg. Trying to get the ball is going to be Miner. Miner is going to commit the foul. And we're going to have a one and one with 23.4 to go. The foul is on Minor. Miner. And so Axtell will step to the line for the front end of a one-and-one. Danberg, a 67% free-throw shooter. And Tyler Danberg has the front end of a one-and-one. He is two out of three from the line so far in the game. Axtell with a one-point lead. Make it a two-point lead. 48-46. 23.4 to go. So Danberg makes the front end of the one-and-one, but misses the back end, but high for the rebound is Pearson. Pearson comes up with a rebound, and he's fouled. Big rebound for Nick Pearson. His only points have come from the free throw line here in the fourth quarter. He's got two points, and he'll have the chance to add to it. He was fouled by McCarter after a huge rebound here by Pearson. He'll have a front end of a one-and-one. The first one is up. No good. Rebounded by Elm Creek. Clayball pulls down the rebound. And a timeout being taken here by Elm Creek. Tander Cavani calls the timeout with 17.8 to go. Axtell, 48. Elm Creek, 46.
7: Timeout taken by Elm Creek. We're back right after this. Well,
2: hold all mutual tickets. We may have a photo finish here. Axtell with a 48 46 lead over Elm Creek. But Elm Creek has the basketball, and they have 17 seconds plus to make something happen here. Both teams are in the bonus. A foul by Elm Creek would send, excuse me, a foul by Axtel would send Elm Creek to the free throw line for two free throws. And Coach Heinrichs, half cheerleader on this uh, timeout here reminding everybody that if they put up a shot, you can't give up second-chance points. That's really worked against them here today. McCarter will inbound the basketball here for Newfer. 15 seconds left. Down by two, they give it to McCarter. McCarter on the right side lobs a backdoor cut. The tip goes through the hands, but there is a foul. They try that backdoor cut, but there was contact. They were trying to get it to Clay ball, and Clayball is fouled with 9.8 to go. A set play as they were trying to lob it back door for Claybaugh. And now Claybaugh will have to get it done from 15 feet away, where he's a 58% free throw shooter. You hear the cheer. That means that he makes the free throw. It's a one point ball game with 9.8 to go. Both teams with timeouts left. Second free throw is up and good. It's up and good. We are tied with 48, 48 with 9.8 to go. Axtell with the timeout. We'll take the timeout with them. Brought to you by ENT Positions of Carney. We're back to Loomis right after this.
0: Experience matters to us, specializing in you.
2: Well, let's give you a quick little game reset here. We are tied at 48. Just a shade under 10 seconds to go here. Both teams in the bonus. Both teams have timeouts left. Axtell with one. Elm Creek has three. But uh, both of them have a timeout that they can use here down the stretch. And so you don't want to commit a foul here. And Axtell will inbound the basketball. They'll have to cover the length of the court. Runge will inbound it. Zach Heinrichs will face a fair amount of pressure as Claybaugh will pressure him. And they're reminding the Axtel cheerleaders move back because Axtell can run the baseline. And Runge will get it in here for Heinrichs. Seven seconds. Heinrichs is across the timeline. Heinrichs on the right side. Gives the ball back out here for Heinrichs. Heinrichs gets it back. He loses the basketball. Can't get the shot off. Can't get the shot off. Great defense there for Elm Creek. High fives between Claybaugh and McCarter because they swarmed the basketball, did not give up a shot. We are tied at 48 as we head to overtime. The overtime deadlocked 40 in all. When well, we return to Loomis right after this timeout.
9: Trust is earned over generations, not seasons. For over 165 years, the Rank family's been earning that trust where it counts the most in your fields and yields they don't lie. With over 1,000 top finishes in first and state trials over the last three years, Rank Seed proves its value through superior genetics and production. One family, seven generations, all working for your success. Rank means results.
2: Well, we we'll jump at the start the overtime period as uh, Danberg and uh, Brummels will do the uh, jumping here for their respective squads. And ball in the air, and we're starting the extra four minutes of basketball, and it's a loose ball that's finally picked up here by Claybaugh. Claybaugh will hand the ball off here for McCarter. McCarter gives left side, so Elm Creek first possession of the overtime. They did not surrender a shot in that final eight seconds. Of the basketball game. Claybaugh will drive in the lane. He's clean. He'll kick it back out here for Newfer. Gives back out here for Brummels. Brummels back out for Newfer. Newfer to Claybaugh back to Newfer. Now McCarter. He's working against the uh, pressure there with Johnson. And the work back around, and it'll be Newfer for three. No good on that right side. And rebounded by Runge. So Runge pulls down the board here in the overtime. And the chant of defense here for Elm Creek's faithful. They saw it at the end of the regulation. As they wanted Heinrichs to do something with the basketball, never could see the basket. So on the right side, they'll uh, get the ball back out to Heinrichs here as he's at the center jump circle. He, Calvin Johnson had nowhere to go with the ball. Pass on the baseline here for Pearson. Pearson shot coming no good, but we've got a foul. That'll be on Minor. It would appear. Yep and for minor that is foul number two that's his second and so to the free throw line nick pearson so pearson at the free throw line and his first free throw is up and good axtell draws first blood here in the extra quarter the extra period it's not a quarter if you play more than four right there in the name. Second free throw is up. A little bit short and no good. And Brummel's will pull down the rebound. So Elm Creek now will have the chance to take the lead back as McCarter gets a screen. Has it top of the circle and he'll snap it here on the right side for Newfer. Driving on that right side is Brummel's a little bit and Brummel's pass can be swatted away here by Elm- by Axtell. Good work there by Runge to knock the ball out of bounds. At last report in the third quarter, Ansley Litchfield had the lead over amherst over on power 99 the other four county conference quarterfinal mccarter will give the ball out here for minor on that left side and he'll kick it out here for mccarter he'll shoot a three it's right on line but a little bit strong offensive board for brummel's and then we got a foul on the pass out so brummel's pulls down the board and as he's passing it out it is going to be a foul Now, just because it's a pass doesn't mean you don't get to shoot two because that's more than ten fouls here on Axtell. So, two free throws coming up here for Brummels, And the first one is up and good. So, each team has made a free throw here in the extra four minutes. And we are tied at 49. And the second free throw is no good, but an offensive rebound by Claybaugh. So, Claybaugh with a big board. He's got ten rebounds, seven of them here in the second half. Clayball, right wing over here for McCarter. Back around the perimeter we go. Brummels has it. They'll enter it inside, catching it down low here is Miner. Miner was too far underneath the basket to do much with it. And the pass back out is going to be knocked to bounds, out of bounds here by Tyler Danberg. So at the end of the Elm Creek bench, McCarter will trigger in the inbounds. Clayball will bring it across the timeline. Two minutes to go in our four minute period. Each team with a point in the extra stanza. So we're deadlocked at 49. Left wing, Miner. Miner working in. A defender falls down, so Newford's open. He'll get it on the low block and then dribbling out with it. Here's going to be Brummels. Brummels gives it to McCarter, and we're going to have a block called in underneath. A lot of contact there, but getting there just a shade late was Calvin Johnson. And for Johnson, that's going to be his third foul. And Karsten McCarter will go to the free throw line, and we'll have two. Both teams from here on out will be shooting two free throws. McCarter 62% from the line. And we're all set and ready to go. The energy level, the intensity of this basketball game has increased to a fever pitch. The free throw is no good here for McCarter. This has been a well played, hard fought high school basketball game. McCarter's second free throw, also back the iron, no good. Coming up with a rebound here is Runge. So Axtell has the ball back with a minute 40 to go. 49 49 overtime of the conference tournament. They get it right side for Johnson. Johnson in the lane to the free throw line here for Pearson. Gives it on the baseline for Heinrichs. Heinrichs will dribble through traffic. Kick right side. Open jumper for Danberg. No good. And rebounded by Elm Creek. Cleaning the glass there is Trey Miner. His fifth rebound of the second half. Pass inside. Ball is loose, but Elm Creek saves it. McCarter has it now after it was saved there by Brummels. And they'll bounce it here left side for Newfer. Minute five to go. Tied at forty-nine. Brummels hands off to McCarter. McCarter left side again here for Brummels, for Miner rather. He'll kick back around. Now Brummels has it on the right side, off of the screen. They give it to Newfer. 52 seconds left. Still deadlocked at forty-nine forty-nine. 49. Dribbling out with it here is going to be Brummels. Brummels between the circles for Newfer. Back to Brummels. And again, it almost looks like Elm Creek wants to look for the last shot as Danberg will come out and put a little bit of pressure on him. They give it out here for McCarter, and they are taking some time here in our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. McCarter with 24 seconds left. A little bit of pressure put on by Johnson, but they get that five-second count off of him by setting a couple of screens for him. Now there's 16 seconds left. Timeout being taken here by Elm Creek. 14.7 to go. 49-49. A spot in the conference semifinals on the line when we return after this timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians at Carney. And welcome back here. Plenty of time for uh, Elm Creek. They'll have the basketball. They'll have the opportunity to get the last shot. Axtell was in that situation at the end of regulation. The defense for Elm Creek did not allow Axtell to even get a shot off, even get a look at it. And we'll see whether or not Axtell's defense can perform the same magic. We're deadlocked at 49. Any foul outside of an offensive foul will result in two free throws for either squad. So, at the end of the Elm Creek bench, the Buffaloes inbound it. And across the timeline is Miner. Miner gives it to McCarter. Ten seconds to go. Deadlocked at 49. Bounce pass on the right side here for Claybaugh. Claybaugh, hands off here for Miner. Miner drives a shot, and it's going to be a charge. (laughs) Stepping in to collect the charge is Brennan Runge. Wenge with the defensive play with 1.6 to go. Timeout for Axtel. Axtel with the timeout, 1.6 to go. They've got to go the length of the floor. This timeout brought to you by ENT Positions at Kearney. Can the Wildcats get the miracle shot? We'll find out right after this timeout
7: Pioneer, with you from the word go.
1: See Impact Seed.
2: Well, at the end of regulation. There was a great defensive series for Elm Creek that kept Axtell from having a look at the basket. Axtell has returned the favor as they collect the charge with 1.6 to go. Now, is there going to be the miracle shot? They've got to cover the length of the court. And inbound in the basketball here is going to be Heinrichs. And a timeout being taken by Elm Creek. Uh, Might as well. They're going to call a timeout. We'll take the timeout as well. 1.6 to go. 49 all. Uh, Timeout being taken here by Elm Creek. And we'll return to Loomis right after this.
3: The winter clearance is going on now at Gary Michaels Clothiers. Save 30% off all remaining winter items. Men's sweaters, quarter zips and sports shirts. Save 30 to 50% off all leather wool top coats and car coats. Update your professional wardrobe with a new suit or sport coat 30 to 50% off. Ultra slim fit to traditional fits in the hottest shades of grays and blues. Ladies save 30% off ladies fashions from denim to dresses. Shop Gary Michaels Clothiers and save 30% off all winter, downtown Hastings and Carney.
2: And welcome back to our broadcast booth, brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road, bringing you the play-by-play. Carney Towing and Repair is on the road, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-doing towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. we will be there. 1.6 to go here for Axtell. They're going to inbound the basketball. Zach Heinrichs. We'll throw the ball in. And they're going to look here for Danberg. Danberg gets it. He'll throw it right side. It's going to go out of bounds. They were trying an extra pass here. Didn't have time for it. And so we'll head to a second overtime. 49-49. Overtime number two between Axtell and Elm Creek. When we return to Loomis right after this.
7: Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire,
0: To be a Platte River Preps school sponsor, email digital at flatriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on Platte
1: Five stations. Plum 30 k Yes, yes. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team.
9: Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platte Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music well how good is this
1: basketball
2: game been we're heading to double overtime tied at 49 we were tied at 48 at the end of regulation so you know the defense really ratcheted up where each team only surrendered a free throw neither team has scored a field goal since we've gone to the extra stanza so we'll jump it again Which, by the way i think is a weird rule you know we we're worried about how well we can throw the ball up for hell balls through the course of the game so when we go to double when we go to overtime that's how we start it. In any event, they'll be Denver jumping against Brummel's here again. And the tip is going to be controlled by Elm Creek. They'll have the possession again, and they turn it over. They get it to the right side, and Trey Miner can't get there before it goes out of bounds. Just a soft little pass. The officials are actually going to talk about something here. I think you're talking about what the possession arrow would be. That would be a... Uh, a possession here for Elm Creek, so the arrow is pointing to Axtell. And Brent Heinrichs, just, just making sure, Heinrichs will bring in the offensive end. They get it to the elbow here for Pearson. Pearson dribbles down that right sideline, and he'll give it for Danberg. Danberg, baseline jumper, no good, and trying to get the rebound here is Grummels, but Grummels runs out of real estate. So Axtell will inbound underneath their own hoop. Looking for a first field goal since we've gone to overtime. We're now in our second overtime. Tied at 49. They'll kick it out here for Danberg. Danberg on that left side. Backing in here is Johnson. Johnson in the lane, in trouble. Kicks back out for Heinrichs. Heinrichs back inside for Johnson. Johnson has it, and he'll lay it off the glass. No good. Rebounded by Pearson. Pearson shot. Can't get it. Gets his own rebound. Can't get that shot to fall either. And finally, it's McCarter who pulls down the rebound couple of opportunities for Axtell, but they couldn't bring it through the cylinder. So with it now is Claybaugh. Claybaugh, a little penetration, kicks out for Newfer. He'll give it on the right side off of a screen. McCarter's got it from 15 feet, and we got a little reach. Going to be called here on Calvin Johnson. That will be foul number four on him. Jake Weir fouled out of the basketball game with 4.58 to go in regulation, and now Johnson is a foul away from being... Eliminated from this game as well. McCarter will go to the free throw line. And his free throw is no good. He is 0 for 3 from the free throw line here in overtime. And double overtime. His second free throw is also no good. And the rebound... Goes out of bounds. No, it's saved in there by Heinrichs. Heinrichs comes up with it down that sideline. I can't really see because the fans are standing there. But Heinrichs comes up with that rebound, and he'll bring in the offensive end. Now he'll pull the trigger on a three and hit the three. Fifteen in a game for Zach Heinrichs. And the first field goal since the fourth quarter comes in the second overtime. Claybaugh. Gives it left side. Driving in underneath is going to be Brummels, And Brummels hits the bucket. 52-51. Now on the right side here is Runge. Runge dribbles. He'll shoot a three. Same spot. Same result. Runge hits the three-pointer from the same spot that Heinrichs hit his. They give it now. Right side for Claybaugh. Back out to McCarter. A four-point Axtell lead after back-to-back threes. Newfer gives it to McCarter. McCarter will lean in. He'll kiss off glass. The bucket's good. So, Karsten McCarter with the bucket. He's trying to get the rebound, and we've got a foul that's going to be on Claybaugh. Claybaugh trying to get the steal, commits the foul. That's only going to be his second, but there's going to be a couple of free throws coming up here for Axtell. It's already 55-53. Axtell with the lead. Each team has finally scored some field goals, but Axtell has hit threes. Elm Creek has hit a couple of twos. That's the reason for a two-point lead right now for Axtell, but they'll have two free throws coming up here. to try to add to it. Johnson's first one is up and no good. So Calvin Johnson missed the first free throw. He gets to shoot a second, of course. Both teams are in the double bonus from here on out, and the 59% free throw shooter... Misses that one as well, and it's going to be rebounded by McCarter. So, McCarter with the board. He'll bring across the timeline with a minute 50 to go in our second overtime. They'll give it here on the right side here for Claybaugh. Directing traffic here is going to be McCarter. McCarter will cycle through after giving it to minor minor drives. His pass is deflected, and it's out in the corner here for Claybaugh. His three's no good. On the ground, getting the rebound is Heinrichs. Heinrichs is able to give it back out for Johnson. So, Axtell has it. They bring it up court pretty quickly. And they get the ball back out here to Heinrichs. Minute 28 to go. Second overtime. Axtell, 55. Elm Creek, 53. Bouncing here is Heinrichs. He'll take it on the right side. He'll get a little screen for Pearson. He'll penetrate. Give it on the baseline for Danberg. Danberg, backdoor cut. Gives it to Johnson. Hangs on the rim. Shot no good. Tip no good. McCarter pulls down the board. McCarter will dribble it up for Elm Creek. Minute 7 to go. Again, Axtell had a couple of shots and a tip. Hung on the rim, couldn't get it to go, so it's still a two-point lead. It's Brummels who will kick the ball here on the left side for Neufer. Neufer, bounce pass out for Miner. Miner drives, shot off glass, no good. Rebound by Danberg. Danberg dribbles out and a timeout taken here by Coach Heinrichs. Timeout Axtell, 47.3 to go. Axtell with a 55-53 lead and the Rock in double overtime. When we return right after this. What a great high school basketball game here in Loomis. What else are you doing on Tuesday night? 55-53. Axtell has a two-point lead. They've got the basketball. Both teams with timeouts left. Elm Creek has three. Axtell has one timeout left because you get those timeouts uh, given back to you in the extra overtimes here. So we're in double overtime. Each team with the double bonus, the possession arrow is pointing to Axtell as well, so that's a little bit of a game reset for you here with 47.3 to go. Nick Pearson's going to inbound it here for the Wildcats. He'll give it to Heinrichs. They try to trap him. He double, He dribbles through a uh, double team, gets it up ahead. They're wide open on the attack, and there's going to be a nice little block. Great hustle getting down by Miner. Miner's going to commit the foul as they got it up ahead, and Rungi. Is going to be the one that goes to the free throw line. Miner, doing what he could to make sure they didn't get an easy bucket, commits the foul, got the block, but did commit the foul. And so Runge, who's hit three in a row from the free throw line, at the line again, and that one's no good. Runge hit a big three pointer in this quarter, in this uh, second overtime. Already an Axtell two-point lead with 38.8 to go. Second free throw is good. Runge with 14 in the game. Axtell 56, Elm Creek 53, 35 to go. McCarter has it here for the Buffaloes. Takes it down to the baseline. Bounce pass in the corner. Here's the three to tie it. Good! Trey Miner drains the three. 22 seconds left. Zach Heinrichs will slowly bring it across the timeline. The chance of defense here for the Buffaloes. Axtell at the end of regulation could not get a shot off. Zach Heinrichs has the dribble now. Eight seconds to go. Still between the circles dribbling. Penetrating. On the baseline. Extra pass. Open in underneath. Bucket. Good for Pearson. Pearson hits it. He hits it at the horn. An extra pass down low. Giving it to Nick Pearson. The drive. Gave it to Johnson. Johnson to Pearson. Pearson kisses it off the glass, and Axtell wins it by a final of 58-56 to 56 in double overtime. We're going to catch our breath. We're going to step away, and we're going to return with our postgame show, brought to you by New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery. I might need a heart surgeon after this one.
7: We'll come back to Loomis right after this.
6: The dream of every American farmer is to watch the family farm being passed on from generation to generation. CHS wants to be the company that helps that dream come true. Taking pride in being here in their communities, the schools, and on the farm, CHS is a locally owned cooperative with global connections. It's like having a neighbor all around the world, offering a full-service cooperative including grain, agronomy, energy, and precision ag, people and resources you can count on always, and always here at chsholdridge.com.
2: And welcome back here to Loomis. Your final 58-56 Axtell advances to the conference semifinals in double overtime over Elm Creek. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, the New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Well, let's check the numbers here for uh, Elm Creek. Gage Claybaugh had an outstanding game tonight with a double-double. Finished with 20 points and 10 rebounds. 17 points and 8 rebounds unofficially for Trey Minor, 6 points, 3 rebounds for Troy Brummels. Karsten McCarter with 11 points and 7 rebounds. Hans Robbins with a couple of points here in the game as well. Uh, Brandon Neufer uh, finished with uh, 5 rebounds. And uh, Trent Watkins also with the rebound. 34 rebounds unofficially in the game here for Elm Creek. And uh, that second overtime, they got outscored uh, by a couple. And it is Axtell with a 58-56 to win. Again, the, the bucket at the end of it here. Nice extra pass. Driving was Zach Heinrichs, who gave it in underneath for Calvin Johnson. Johnson had the the forethought to give it up ahead to Nick Pearson. Pearson, underneath the basket, gets the uh, bucket for his only field goal of the game. And it comes at the horn in double overtime. And Axtell wins this one 58-56. Checking the numbers here for the Wildcats. Leading scorer was Zach Heinrichs with those 15 points. He had six rebounds. Tyler Danberg had a double-double. 12 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Brennan Runge finished with 14 points, 5 rebounds. Nick Pearson, who hit the game winner, finished with 5 points and 3 rebounds. 8 points and a couple of rebounds here for Calvin Johnson. Unofficially, I had Axtell with 31 rebounds in the game compared to 34 for Elm Creek. But the number that matters is Axtell winning it, 58-56. to As they're able to get the bucket in underneath, Nick Pearson from point-blank range at the horn. After the drive, again, what a great drive to get things started by Heinrichs. The pass to Johnson, and then the extra pass to Pearson, and Pearson lays it up and in for the game winner. 58-56 in double overtime. Axtell now 13-5 on the season. Elm Creek will fall to 12-6. and Well, Got a tough act to follow, but we do have another basketball game coming up here. Another quarterfinal as undefeated the number two seed, Loomis, at 16-0. will be taking on Sumner Ellieville Miller, who's 6-8 and eight on the season. We'll step away for about 10 minutes or so, and then we'll be back with the pregame coming up next here on ESPN Radio. Once again, our final, double overtime it took for Axtell to make their way against Elm Creek by a final of fifty-eight to 56. I'm Randy Bushcutter for Engineer Stacy Johns. Thanks for joining us. More high school basketball coming up next right here on ESPN Radio.
9: The preceding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.